Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, good morning, church. It is word time, and praise the Lord for this beautiful day the Lord has made. And I just ask that you prepare your heart, that you might receive from the Holy Spirit the necessary impartation to strengthen you in this day, this very special Sunday. Today, I want to share and talk to the church about our identity in Christ, our identity in Christ. It is one thing that every Christian should know and should make a study about when it comes to you establishing your faith to know that you are totally and utterly and perfectly connected to God. And God has a special plan He has a wonderful idea, and this is found in the Word of God. So I want to get right into the Word of God now. You know, there is currently an information war going on. You know, basically, we are going through a time, I I want to call it information fatigue, because a lot of people are talking, everybody's talking. There's a lot of conversation going on about what this world is currently facing. You know, so I have literally made up my mind that I cannot watch the news anymore uh, because it affects a person. So I would literally, if I need to watch the news, then I would select something to pray about and go and watch and just inform myself. But the pattern would be, to go into the Word of God. And I really believe Satan is truly playing his greatest game right now on this planet by bringing fear and confusion to this world. And we know that God has not planned for his church to be in fear and confusion. And it is, we as pastors, it is our wonderful privilege to share upon the Word of God and not our opinions. If we cannot share from the Word of God, then my opinion is invalid. Therefore, the Word of God is the one thing that carries us in difficult times. So I I went to a scripture. I want to start with the scripture to see how one of the great men of God dealt with pressure. And he said the following. He said in Psalms 143 from verse 3, he said, For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. You know, when you face pressure and fear, then David, King David basically says here, it's like being persecuted in your soul. And that is a very real thing people are facing now. Because the dimension is in the mind and in a person's soul where the pressure is received. And how we deal with that pressure should be looked at. And therefore, this message, I want to make sure today that we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And when you're established in your knowing, then your doing and your being will be totally different. You know, 
So God wants us as His children to think different and be different. You know, many people are asking currently, you know, when is all this trouble going to end? When will it come to a time, and I think in every nation, but specifically in our nation, that there will be an ending to all the trouble? You know, church, we don't have any promise that there will be an ending to trouble. As a matter of fact, we think that trouble will increase in the times we are living in. And we have seen now in South Africa how within a week the nation could be turned around. And it brings pressure to people. But what does God see? What does God want to, you to see as a child of God? How you should in this time be. How you should behave and what you should do. So, one thing you do need to face the trouble, even the trouble that's on its way, is basically to have faith in God. It is so simple for us. When we have faith in God, we can truly face anything. So in times such as this, my message today to you is that you should know who you are in Christ Jesus, who I am basically here on this planet. In Daniel 11.32, it says the following, But those who do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. This is a man speaking from a captive position. And yet he says, The people that know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I'm looking up. I'm not looking down. I'm waiting on instructions from my God to show me personally how I should and what I should do for him. What is your outlook? How do you see the times you are living in? Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Because that knowing affects our doing. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says the following to us, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is our ministry in a time such as this. We should know, it says here, the knowledge of God. I should be aware about the knowledge of God and then I should measure up what is being said to me or to the world out there, what is being said, so that we should take those arguments, those thoughts, and cast them down and lift up the Word of God in our homes, in our workplaces, in our hearts, and in our minds. This is what should happen now. It should be a praying church, a vigilant church, a powerful church, standing against what is thrown to us and at us. The Lord Jesus' standard answer, the standard answer of the Lord Jesus when he came, it is written. Basically, that is the answer to this world and the troubles we are going to face and even facing. We should say, it is written. That's the standard answer. So, basically, we are in a mind war currently. In a mind war, you know. I think physically, if you look at your body, your body, God has given us, every person, uh, strength in our body. And we are full of muscles. 
And our bodies basically would take me from one point to another point and would exhaust the necessary power or strength that I need to be able to, to go and do things. But do you know that the mind, our minds have no muscles inside of it. So what enters the minds are thoughts and suggestions and the power of the mind is to take the word of God, which is all powerful and has got all the power necessary. It has God's power. I should make sure that I have the mind of Christ. And then I take the word of God. And then you will see the mind power outstrips any power that comes to a person. When your mind is right in a time such as this. So the factory, the, the mind factory should be in lockdown to make sure that what enters in is brought against the Word of God or the Word of God should be elevated against any suggestion or thought so that there should be no intrusion of lies. When the environment is insecure, then we need to secure ourselves to the only secure thing in this world. Basically, there's only one secure thing in this world, and that is the Word of God. So the impetus Pastor Harold last week shared and have been sharing about prayer. I don't want to go into that because that is the key, like Pastor Harold said. But the Word of God placed inside of me has the greatest potential to carry me through any difficulty. So I want to, this morning, look at the idea or the suggestion or the word called identity. And I went to the Webster's Dictionary, and it says the following. It is the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. You know, if you take your ID book, the ID book basically is a government-authorized document which is given to a person so that this person might be identified. And in this, in the, there's probably a photo and a number, and that is attached to my identity as a person. Basically, it says here as well, the condition of being the same with something, the condition to be the same with something, or the sameness of essential or generic character in different instances, sameness in all that constitutes the objective reality of a thing, the oneness. If you take all of that, what, what has been said, Jesus Christ came so that we might identify with him. And that identification with the Lord Jesus Christ gives me the right as a child of God to live, to demand, to, to speak, and to enforce. And if we don't do that, this world surely is busy doing that. To, to everybody. Therefore, I want to speak to you that you should absolutely see yourself in the light of what God sees you as. And in 2 Corinthians, my first main scripture regarding this is, therefore, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says the following, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That is an experience that should happen to every person that calls upon the name of the Lord. 
And when everybody steps up to the place where you know you are a new creation, and then the old things have passed away, and the Lord says, all things have become new. What is this all about? Because now, after salvation, we are positioned in Christ. Not just placed there so that we might go to heaven one day. God has placed man on this planet to rule and to reign in his power. And in his identity, we identify with what Jesus did. The greatest power on this planet raised Jesus from the dead 2,000 years ago. Now that power is working right now, that same power in us. And when the power is in us working now, there's purpose behind that power. So old things passed away. What does that mean? The old refers to everything that is part of our old nature. God has dealt in Jesus with our old nature, the love of sin, reliance upon that we are good people and our works are so good, and our former opinions, habits, and passions. Most significantly, what we loved has passed away, especially the supreme love of self and self-righteousness, self-promotion and self-justification. That is where we came from. Every person that calls upon the name of... And when the Lord says we are a new creation, then we should start living this new life, acting out this new life, enforcing this new life in my sphere of influence. And what does all things become new, says here? To understand the new creation, first we must grasp that it is, in fact, that we are a creation created by God. Something new. So what Jesus came to do was that to come and do in us a brand new thing. We were brought about by the will of God. We did not inherit the new nature or decide to recreate ourselves. We are born from above, from heaven, from the Father's throne room. He looks at Jesus and what happened to Jesus that he expects through this born-again experience should happen to his children so that his children might stand up under the power of his spirit and be a complete different person, the way we live, the way we act. Neither did God simply clean up our old nature. He created something entirely New and unique. The new creation is completely new. It was brought about by what Christ did on the cross. So, the great question is, in your life, is everything new? What are you experiencing? Are you carrying the old man still with you? I know the flesh we still have. But there's a newness about me. The day I got born again, every single thing changed. And then the battle has always been not to go back to that old mindset and old way of things. Therefore, child of God, you know, we shouldn't fear the time we are living in. We should enforce the will of God during this time. Old things have been passing away. The new has come. The old has been replaced by brand new. I'm a newborn soul. Total. 
I, I am a new person. You should be. When you're a new person, we don't look like the world or act like the world. We are totally different. We see the world differently. You know, we've got new feelings, new expectations. We trust upon the Lord, upon His provision. We know He will provide for us. That is a matter of fact. So, have, has this happened to you, dear child of God? You see, the challenges we face now must be faced from the viewpoint that God is busy in this generation with a wonderful plan. He's about to bring about His plan. Are you connected? Are you praying? Are you in God's face? Are you in God's throne room? Are you visiting God's face and to, to find out, Father, what do you want to do with me and what are you doing currently? Because I want to tell you, God is at work. God is greatly at work in this hour. He's not standing back. He does, he's not planless. God has a wonderful plan with the church. Beautiful. You know, so the idea is that if I'm a new person, if I'm a new creation, if I've been filled by the Holy Spirit, if God has given me a plan and a purpose in my life, am I living that out? Am I making the difference? Is there a connection between me and heaven with the interaction by the Holy Spirit doing things for God? That's a good thing. You know, if you, if you take a, a lion, you know, um, a lion roars because it is a lion. A dog barks because it is a dog. You know, and a cat mouths because it is a cat. Now, if you see a lion start to bark, well, actually, that kind of lion would make me a millionaire. But do you understand that you as a child of God, there should be a certain kind of lifestyle. It should be, you should be the most secure person on this planet. You should be totally different in the way you live. Are we doing that? Are we making a difference currently in this, in this world of negativity? Truly, born-again Christians are the only positive thing now in this world because we know our government doesn't have the answer. So the answer is found on our knees in the presence of God. And it's powerful, my dear church. So the idea that I am in Christ, I am hidden in God, and I am sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Have you ever studied that? Do you know that we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us? And when the Holy Spirit is busy with us, truly, if we allow the Holy Spirit to be busy with us, then this new creation, this another kind of way we live, comes to the forefront. And then suddenly, life makes sense. My life makes sense. So, you see, in the world, people define, the world defines what a person should be and how, how a person should live. But my identity in Christ defines how I handle this world. So I have a total new identity. My identity is in Christ Jesus. It is in nothing else. It is not in what I have or even what I do. My identity is connected to the image of God. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself.
And what is God? What does God say about his church? He says the following. In Matthew 5.13, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Salt have no meaning. Salt have no meaning when it's still in the shaker. God wants to shake his children in places and spaces. And that's a wonderful idea. So, are you going through a shaking? <laughs> you know what? God is shaking the church to spread it, to take it out there so that the world might taste and see that God is good as we find in, in Psalms 34 verse 8. You see, shakings, salt is shaken where, 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 where it goes. And when the salt is going to the place it is intended by God, then it has a certain characteristic, and that is to flavor and to bring something new. And that is the purpose with God and the church. If you are going through a shaking, ask God, Lord, are you shaking me into new places and spaces? And if God is doing that, then there's a plan for that specifically. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. There is no want for those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. We should seek God with all of our hearts, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And the wonderful experience in that is that God reveals his plans. You see, I'm, one thing I should absolutely know is that I'm a child of God. That I'm saved and that I'm a child of God. And with that knowledge that I'm a child of God. You see, so many times we just identify with my parents. My parents' names is George and Magda Lena. For short, my mother's name is Lena. And I came from them. Much more than that. My identity, I did not place myself on this planet. I am fearfully and wonderfully made just to come to this planet and die. No way. God has planted me and us here to be world shakers. And when the Holy Spirit starts and is busy working in a person's life, then your life changes into the plan and working of God. There's no retirement. There's only refiring the, by the fire of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So God has knit us and me and you together for a purpose. And that is to identify with Him and His plan He has. 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Your greatest bragging right should not be in your job, should not be how much you have, should not be nothing of this world, but it should be, I am a child of the Most High God. I have been called by God. I have been planted by God. I am on fire for my God. How on fire are you there in your living room, in your bedroom, in your kitchen where you're standing now? 
Come on, church. Let us fire up. Let us see what God wants to do with us in this dark hour. You see, Jesus as well calls me his friend. What a, what a wonderful idea. John 15, 15 says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You see, friends, if you have a true friend, I have some true, true, basically a couple of good people, solid people that surround me, people that you allow to be your friend. And these people, they only have one idea, and that's to be good to me. And it's wonderful. But the Lord Jesus says that we can call him our friend. And when you call him your friend, you can call on him at any time. Anytime. See, many times we go to Bible schools and we, we, we study the Word of God just to know terminologies and just to know, you know, like homiletics and hermeneutics and, and exegetical correctness. And we, we go into the Greek and the, and, and the, the Hebrew. And, but God is a personal God. He's much more than a rule book or a statement. He is personal. We should be personal with Him. That is the place which this scripture says um, in John 15, 15. He says here, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. And this is in friendship that you hear God's plan for your life. It is time to get back to the basics. And that is the Lord Jesus wants a deeper friendship with us than we allow, basically. So, dear friends, you know, all of us, we went through some trouble. I must honestly tell you, to have had COVID is, uh, at first, it's a, a, a terrible experience. But just to experience the Lord being there with a person, and that there are people who are praying for you, and all of that. How quickly we get through things so that we can go on and establish what God wants to do in our lives. It is not the hour to go and sit back and relax. God is busy with His church. And just another statement I want to make is that when the Lord said, you know, that we are participating in the blessing of Abraham, what does that mean, the blessing of Abraham? You see, I have been blessed by, with every spiritual blessing that is placed by Abraham's faith that he had in God. Now that blessing rests upon my life and the church. And the pandemic did not remove the blessing. As a matter of fact, the blessing of Abraham lies and, and is heavy upon the church, those who call upon the name of the Lord. Because of my faith, of that promise God gave to Abraham, that the Messiah would come, there would come someone from the line of Judah, that that person would take away the sin of the world. Now when the sin of the world is taken away, my sin personally is taken away, and the blessing of God drips and is heavy upon me. Now does COVID take away the blessing of God upon our lives? Under no circumstances, we enforce the blessing that rests by faith in the name of Jesus Christ in, the, in an hour such as this. And I read something which says that this blessing of Abraham is connected to the word called joy. Because when you are blessed, then you have joy. 
And when a person have joy, then that person is basically in charge. <laughs> you cannot tie down a person that has true joy. And our joy is not from ourselves. The joy of the Lord is our strength because we have the Spirit of God inside of us. And there's a numbness that comes upon this world. You can see the joy. I see people in, it's like they have four or five masks even driving in a car. It's like, are you crazy? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And I know that obviously these people do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Every breath I breathe is in the hand of God. God knows the last minute I will spend on this planet. And I knew it wasn't during this COVID period. Because there's so much to be done. The blessing of Abraham is upon God's church. You know, we shouldn't be like the world. You know, it's kind of like that, that talk that, you know, my great-grandpa died because of the Spanish flu in 1918. And grandpa died in the, the Great Depression. And my father died when this... We should stop all of that. We should declare and say that we will live. We will get through this. God is about to bless the people that draws closer to Him. And He has. We have testimony upon testimony upon testimony of God's goodness when the people of God go on their knees and they expect their God to work through them. I have cell leaders that got job promotions and that one person even testified that he totally, I mean, he, he lost his job because of certain things that he did. And that exact same company came back and gave him and blessed him once again. Other people, their businesses started growing. And to one man, that basically, I went to bless his business in, in, in the past week. And, and he just said, the bank asked him, how is it possible that you are growing through this? That you've increased in the time such as this. But I see the faithfulness and how they are connected to the church. And, and, and they just love this place. Our priorities should be straight. I'm a child of God, I'm blessed, and I will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. I'm a new creation. I'm, we are royalty. We are royalty. We are children of God of the Most High. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Hebrews 10.24 says the following, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love, and good works. Let us think of ways, you know. <laughs> and Pastor Jock mentioned, thank you, church, for your connectedness. You know, we can do as much as we can. And we, we the pastors, we, we are truly working to stay connected to you out there. But make an effort from your side, the cell groups, to be connected with the people out there. Reach out. See how many people we can get saved. It's a great hour to be busy for God. Amen. So our identity is in Christ. And when my identity is in Christ, then Romans 8 verse 1 kicks in for me. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. We should deal with sin 
We should deal with sin. It's one thing that separates you immediately from your blessing. And that's where the, the enemy of our soul comes in and accuses us. We should deal with things in our lives. How during this lockdown, the pastors, we have been dealing with people and specifically with people with sin in their lives. Dear child of God, when there's sin, there's a separation, automatic. And it opens up the door for Satan to come and do a home visitation. Man, oh man, we should be clean with our God. The enemy will always try to attack. But we should enforce the word of God in our lives. So, let us be spiritually minded. Because through spiritual mindedness, there's life and peace. A carnal mind is at enmity with God. A carnal mind. A worldly, a negative mind. A fleshly mind. A mind that doesn't see the opportunity. A mind that is bogged down by self. My identity is now in Christ Jesus and in Him I am free. In Him I am delivered. In Him I can do the greater things that He expects of me. So I'm closing this morning session with the church. And I'm, I really want to encourage the church. Stand up. Stand up for your God. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupt, corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God only comes when a person truly repents. That's where the fruit of repentance comes forth. And the knowledge of God, the Holy Spirit start dealing with the person, start equipping the person for your future, and then you start running for your God. Proverbs 13.20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Evil pursues sinners. But to the righteous, God, the good shall be repaid. So I want to bless you with, there's a, I got something with a list of blessings. Something I can do, practically do, to live out my identity in Christ. And that is to affect this world. You know, here's a blessing list. I want to read to you a couple of things before we close. When last have you truly prayed for someone in need? You know, many times we just don't pray as we should. And I would literally get, there's, there's been many prayer requests coming to us as the church and to Pastor Harold and Maud. And we are, we are truly praying for you, church. And with the whole staff every morning has been coming together. And we as a staff are praying for you like never before in your lives and in the history of the church. And we should truly pray for people. We shouldn't just say to people, I will pray for you. I now have a list. And as I get in the names of the people, we pray. And even we pray for those names that we, are, we don't get. Because we, we are aware of all the trouble there out there. And we do pray. Businessmen, businesswomen, know that we are even fasting for you. We, we are praying as the Lord leads us. And every single day we hit it for you and we are praying for you. Here's the thing, you can text someone, don't, you know, <laughs> what, what everybody does is they send these generic uh, messages and scriptures. Sometimes it's good to say, 
Hi, Peter. I'm sending you this. I have this on my heart. Just want to say to you that I'm praying for you. We should be, you know, close to people now. You know, we should spend time and a phone call just to phone people. And, you know, we should, it should be personal. We should get to people as well. And then, you know, sometimes when we through, went through this terrible thing called COVID, um, the wonderful people in our family and friends started bringing food to our home. And just, just unselfishly, they took care of us. You know, peop- the children of God are the most beautiful beings in the universe. We should be practical in our Christianity. It is a time where we can touch many people. If you're aware of someone going through a difficult time, get that person's phone number. Phone that person yourself. Get to that person and tell the people. You, the people will be amazed because the world needs love now. Not judgment, not you going to hell, but practically reaching out and meeting needs all over the place. Thank you for your contributions to Etembeni. Thank you for your, your continuous giving to, so that we might go on to do the great work of God. May the Lord truly bless you as you identify as a child of God and you have the identity of Jesus Christ on the inside by the work of God's Spirit. May God bless you today. And tonight, Pastor Jock will be ministering. Let us get people connected to the YouTube, to the live streaming, and make sure that people don't backslide in this hour. God bless you this day. Let me pray for you. Father God, Lord, it is the most wonderful revelation to know I'm a child of God, that my name is written in your book of life. And Father, thank you that we have this living hope on the inside of us that we will see you face to face. But, oh God, you've not just planted us here so that we might die, but, oh God, to get busy with the things of God. Lord, bless your people, every person listening to this. Strengthen your church by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.